Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 14th of March, 2023. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I just sang so poorly then. You know what that was? I went for, man, this week I've been getting up early at 7 o'clock every day. For no reason. I just want to get up early. It's just nice. Get a jump on it. And uh, I sent my girlfriend a video I've been getting up at seven and then just chucking my shoes on and going for a walk, you know, just to get the body moving. And it's really nice. Like once I get out there, it's just wonderful. And the other day I was listening to that song and I I sent my girlfriend a video of me singing. Oh my God. Of me singing that song um, in that like low register as well. And I just watched it again. Because I look through my photos every week to see if there's like any inspiration for what I'm going to talk about on the pod or whatever. And I look through it and I play the video again and I was just like, I, I sound so bad. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like I was feeling so good when I sent it to her. <laughs> Watching it back. And I, when I sent it to her... <clears throat> She like made some comment about like, hey, you're out for a morning walk. Like, that's nice. And I was like, what did you think of my singing though? <laughs> it's like, what do you want, Aiden? It's awful. Like, what do you want this poor girl to say? Yeah, man, it's bad singing. <laughs> fucking lunatic. Oh chamomile tea this week because it's night time i'm recording on monday night man i just have felt very impotent all weekend i think that's a good word to use feel like i'm you know melbourne comedy festival's coming up and i'm i want these tickets to move but i just don't really know what to do to move them i mean i do know i don't know i just feel paralyzed I do know what I need to do. I need to start... I need to message some people in the alcohol-free world and in the Latino-Colombian groups and stuff and, and tell them to come. But for some reason, I just haven't done it. And every time I think to go and do it, I just don't or I find new reasons to not do it. And I'm starting to beat myself up and feel anxious about it. And it's really frustrating. And I think it's got me in a bit of a funk because I just went on stage tonight and uh, it was an open mic and I mean, it was actually, it was a decent show, but like there's a lot of young comics there and I just fucking went on and just kind of lashed out at the audience, you know, like, I don't know. I was just like, they were a really nice audience and I said something that like, I, I just said like, told, told some fucking story that had no end got to the end and they laughed and I was just like, you guys laughed and that wasn't funny so now I don't respect you. And it's like, why did I need to say that? And even that, they laughed at that but then towards the end of my set, I fucking just, I started a bomb and it just felt shit, man. It was a fucking awful set. 
And I think what I'm disappointed in is not the fact, because they laughed at certain parts or whatever, but like I just had nothing to say tonight. I had nothing to say and I should have something to say. I just fucking wasted those people's time. And I feel kind of shitty about that because I didn't do the work. Because I didn't do the work today because I spent all day... I mean, I, I, you know what? Fuck. And this is why I beat myself up so much. But actually, I've done plenty today. I woke up at 6.30 this morning. And I got on my bike and I rode to Paran. And I saw my friend and we went for a walk for a few hours. We sat in his kitchen for an hour. Um, him and his fiance and I. And we chatted and we had coffee. And then me and him went for a walk for a couple hours. And that was great. And then we got back to his, hung out for a bit more. And then I rode to Carlton and did a podcast with a friend and that was nice, you know. And then I came back here and I did a bit of video editing for these videos that I'm putting out. But like, I guess all of that, I mean, some of it's social and then the video editing is like, I guess on paper, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's for my business. But like, is that furthering my business at all? I don't think so. <laughs> is, am I going to see a single cent from the efforts of making these videos? Oh, I highly doubt it. I, I think they're just for the people who already follow me. I don't fucking know. Maybe that's bumming me out a little bit that I've committed to doing this thing and... I mean, look, people always say, hey, if you post every day for a month on social media, something will happen. It ain't happening. And that maybe that's good. Maybe that's the lesson, you know? It's that those people are fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had this idea last week. I think I'm going to do it. I think it's a good idea, so... I've been doing these still not drunk videos, the alcohol-free reviews, but it's just me and who cares, you know? But I think it could be cool because everyone, I mean, people think about drinking. Drinking is such a big part of the culture, whatever. Um, and like my kind of perspective on drinking comes from a place of having drunk a lot and the fact that I still like drinking. I don't hate drinking. I don't want to disavow it. I don't want to be one of these preachy fucks who's like, I just feel so much better. <laughs> Who cares? You know? I like drinking. I like the stories from drinking. And I'm sad that I can't drink anymore. Um, because it's, it was great. But it was like a net negative in my life. But for a lot of people, they just have it as like a fun thing. So what I'm trying to say is I want to approach drinking from the angle of someone who doesn't drink anymore but doesn't hate drinking or think that it's stupid, still likes it, wants to talk about it and just like I guess think about it and make people aware of the fact that they have choices around it. That you don't have to drink because everyone just drinks and it doesn't have to be a default and you can think about why you drink and have a better relationship with it. And the way that I would like to do that is to do a podcast where I review alcohol-free drinks with a different person every week do like 15 to 20 minute episodes real short keep it sharp and just interview them because i loved interviewing for the documentary it was so fun and i really felt like i was good at it and like people said like a fair few people were just like man you're really good at it you have an easy way with people and i think that's true i think that's a skill that i have so if I can just, alcohol-free drinks is just an excuse to sit down with comedians and people who I like who I think are funny 
And then that angle also just gives me questions to ask them because I noticed when I was in Edinburgh, one of the things that made it really easy for me to talk to people was I had the same or a similar set of questions to ask every single person, you know, it was like, why are you at the fringe? Why did you come? What are you hoping to get out of it? What, what was your first fringe experience? All these kind of things. And so if I can just do that with drinking, if I can go like, all right, so do you drink? You know, how much do you drink? Do you like drinking? Do you not like it? Do you drink all the time? Do you drink to get drunk? Do you drink to enjoy it? What was your first experiences with drinking? Has your relationship with booze changed as you've gotten older? Just a few kind of questions. And I reckon the only way to figure out what those questions will be will be to just ask people to just start doing it and see what happens. So um, that's the plan, man. I reckon um, where I'm at right now is next week, next Monday, the 20th, I have this appointment with the dental specialist to get a root canal. And that may end up costing me like four grand. Like I'm prepared for it to cost a fuckload of money. And, and I've kind of put the rest of everything on hold until I get that done. Cause I don't know what my money's going to be like, but once I get that done, then I can go, okay, I can get another microphone. And then once I got another microphone, I can film with my camera, two microphones, plug them into the laptop, me and another person sit next to each other and just go. And I can start recording a few of these things. And comedy festivals coming up. So if I can record a few and get a decent format down, then I can invite a few people from around the festival to come on, talk about drinking, maybe edit a few videos together and then I can start, you know, maybe I'll do a little season. Maybe I'll do like, maybe I'll get 10. I'm imagining it's going to be a lot of work because I'm imagining it's like a podcast and then like a video, like a little short, like a three minute video or then like a highlight or something every week. I don't know how long that'll take to edit. I feel like I'm getting quicker editing these still not drunk videos, but it's still, it'll probably be a few hours of work a week. But I just feel like if I can do this and have it be good, I can promote it to people like alcohol free people or whatever, and maybe get some kind of listenership, you know, for the podcast. That could be really cool. And then I could build an audience and then I could be a fucking guy. <sighs> that's what this is all about, you know? Now, why am I talking about this right now? I think the reason I'm talking about this right now is because the set that I had tonight, the frustration of not having anything to say, it's fine to go on stage and not have anything to say, but it's a bit of status anxiety as well, you know? Like, I'm around this open mic and there's a bunch of young comics and it's sick. I love to see them. I watched some of their sets and whatever. But then when I got on stage, something came out about that. Something came out where I was like, I was telling a story. I was trying to do this bit about how when you have like, when you're out in public and people see you and you have that thought, like, I hope they don't think this or that about me. I feel like at the moment, my life is like, whatever they assume couldn't be worse than the reality of my life, which is that I'm 32 and I have no skills and you know, like I got no money or whatever fucking insert punchline. 
And so I was doing that joke and I guess it's a self-deprecating bit. And um, I just went off on this thing of like, you know, my life. It's, I felt myself go like my life sucks and I felt them go, oh, and then I went like, oh, don't worry. I like my life, but it, it's a fact that it's not impressive, which I feel like is a decent line. But then I said, the only people who are impressed by it are these losers gesturing to all the open mic comedians. Like I said that, and like I don't like that I said that because they're not losers, or maybe they are losers. But they're if they're losers, then I'm a loser, and I guess that's kind of what I was saying. But I didn't convey that, and it felt like I was just talking down to them, and I don't want to do that because that's not how I feel at all. And I guess I just been thinking about where where did that come from, you know? And is it this idea that like I'm unhappy with my position or my fucking my life i'm not unhappy with my life but like am i scared about the future i think i am and i'm just scared i feel this sense of powerlessness coming into comedy festival you know like am i gonna sell tickets is the show gonna be good is it gonna be successful blah 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 blah. because i feel like if it's not (laughs) i guess what i'm saying is i'm stressed about comedy festival there we go there we go Okay, I am, I'm, I feel, I don't know what to do to sell more tickets and I guess just after Perth and Adelaide, it was just, I felt like I was so powerless, I felt like anything I did just did nothing and I'm scared that it's going to be a repeat of that because there was just no fucking, there was no word of mouth man, there was no momentum in the show. And if it's another month of that, fucking it is going to be a tough month, let me tell you. And if it's another month of that and I make a, a, like in accordance with that, you know, an amount of money that is not uh, like it just, do you know what I mean? If it's another month of shit ticket sales and I come away with like not very much money, I'm just fucked. <laughs> and it's like, that's the reality, but I don't know what I can do about that. Like, it's like, okay, that's the situation. What do I do? I don't know. You know, I guess I just fucking tell as many people as I can about the show, but like, what the fuck good does that do? (laughs) What do I just walk around telling people to come to my show? Maybe, I guess I do. (laughs) Fuck. Is it always like this before Comedy Festival? I guess it was last year. Last year I felt like because I was coming off the back of that hot year the year before, I wasn't scared. Whereas this year, I'm coming off the back of a shit year last year and a shit two fringes in Perth and Adelaide. And I'm like, maybe this is just where I'm at now. Maybe maybe I just suck. That's that's. I think that's what's bugging me out right now. <sighs> you know what? It's good to recognize that. I've, it doesn't sound like it, but I've had... A really a wonderful weekend. And I actually have no reason to think... I mean, whatever. Ticket sales, who cares? It's up and it's down and it comes and it goes and fucking whatever. But I've just had the best week of gigs ever. I did Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Comedy Republic. They were awesome shows. And I was doing my bit about the salsa dancing thing that I'm sure I've spoken about a bunch on the podcast. And if you haven't seen it or if you don't know what I'm talking about, come to my show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival and find out. But 
it's a bit that I've been working on for like nine months and I'm really proud of it because I've kept working at it and it's been so rewarding to work on. Like every every time I get on stage with it, I'm like trying something else with it. I'm finding something new. And these this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that was the main thing I was doing was just working on that bit. And it was so fun. And I found a new middle section to the bit and I also think then, because I, ne- I couldn't figure out how to end it, and in trying to find an end to it, I think I've actually found a middle to it, and I've reverted back to the same ending that I was using, which is satisfactory, but it doesn't get a big, it doesn't have a big pop, it's not a big punchline, and uh, interestingly though, because the bit is longer now, there feels like more of a journey to reach that same ending. So when we get there, even if there's not a big pop of a punchline, because we've traveled for a little bit longer, it's still, I think the audience feel a little bit more like a sense of finality. And so it feels like a better ending just because the bit's longer. Does that make sense? The journey's been longer. The ending is still like, you know, it's whatever. It's not like a, a fucking, it's like going on a big, a big pilgrimage and getting to the end and the cathedral's like, it's nice, but it's just kind of like small and you're like, all right. But if you only walked a day to get there, you'd be like, well, fucking, why did I walk a day? But if you walked like 30 days to get there, even if it's not a very good cathedral at all, you'd still be like, we did it though. Like we got there. And, and like, if it was an enjoyable journey, you wouldn't really care that it's not a massive cathedral. Because the journey was good enough and you know that you're at the end now, regardless of whether it's a big cathedral or a little one. Why is it a cathedral? Because in 2016, I did the Camino de Santiago in Spain, the last 10 days of it anyway. And um, I just remember getting to the end. I mean, yeah, it's case in point. Here we go. Let's extend this metaphor. I remember getting to the end of that 10 day walk and some of the people I was walking with had been walking for a month for the whole month from the French border with Spain all the way across the north to uh, Santiago de Compostela which is a town in the northwest of Spain Ugh. and um, we got there and the uh, huge cathedral was covered in scaffolding And these guys have been walking for a whole month to get there. (laughs) It was just just a moment of like beautiful irony, you know, the thing that you come to see and it's like not even there. (laughs) But it didn't matter like because that's not the point. The point is the journey. So I guess what I'm trying to say is in this bit, by rushing to get to the end or trying to figure out what the end is, I mean, in trying to kind of figure it out and and get to the funnier bits of the bit, I ended up finding a whole bunch more stuff to talk about within it, which is great. And now maybe I can accept like it doesn't need a strong ending because the the journey and the bit is good enough. Isn't that? Yeah. It was a very fulfilling week of shows. Thursday was fucking awesome. I got to gig with Danny Boy and look, I'm going to toot my own horn here. But Danny Boy was a dude who I watched on the galas when I was growing up. In the 2000s, he was on a few of those galas. And I remember seeing him. I remember his name. And he those that the, like those years when I was in high school watching those galas, I didn't know it at the time. But that was me like dreaming of being a stand-up. 
And then I did a show with this guy on Thursday. I met him before the show. Lovely dude. Whatever. He's just a comic. And I had a wicked set on Thursday. And he went on at the start of his set. And he was like, well, you liked him, didn't you? And that felt good. Like, I did so well that he, like, mentioned it in his set, you know? Like, he addressed it. It was like a thing that happened in the room that I did really well. And then after his set, he came into the green room. And as a joke, I saw him, like the booker was behind him and she was like, oh, did you enjoy that? And he pretended to not see me and be like, that would have been great if I went for that cunt before me. Oh, hi, mate. How are you? Like he turned around and pretended like, oh, I was bitching about you, you know. It was really nice. I I've, I thought it was a very sweet, you know, like kind of tip of the cap or whatever to the great set that I had had. So that felt great. And uh, then, you know, Friday night, sick show again. Did okay. Tried something. Didn't really work in the bit. Saturday, tried something else. And then by the end, I just reverted back to the same ending that I had. But it was great. Yeah, I don't know, man. The shows were just fucking awesome. And then yesterday as well, because we've had a long weekend, there were people out at all the shows. And I, I hosted Voltaire and that was fucking awesome too. And I did the salsa bit and it was sick. <sighs> but I still feel anxious. God, fucking festivals, man. Just my, my, the fact that my life is just hinging on this fucking money. And it is, it's just money and my inability to make it. And that I'm trying to learn this marketing with my friend. And it's like, I don't fucking know, mate. Anyway, what was I going to talk about? The photo for this week is going to be the lineup for the show that I just did. Um, I took a photo of it and uh, I don't know why I like the photo. It's the best photo of this week. Um, man, a nice thing happened last night. I came home from the two gigs that I'd done and there were some people in my house. My housemates had friends over and they were all sitting around the table playing Catan, Settlers of Catan. Um, I was gutted, man. Fuck, I love that game. But by the time they finished, it was like, nah, it's too late to do another one. I had to get up at 6.30 this morning. Um, I didn't have to, but I wanted to. That's been that's been really good. Wait, what do I want to talk about first? I got a story about a dog. I got a story about a dog, and I got a, I, I I can talk about waking up early. I'll talk about what. Oh, I don't even know if I got anything to say about it. I've been waking up early this week. I've decided that maybe it would be cool to just, you know, you read all these things about sleep and whatever, and they're always saying you got to get up at the same time every day. I don't really do that because my job doesn't have a specific time that I need to be there and for stand up, like I can just kind of wake up whenever and start doing, you know, whatever stuff I need to do. So I end up sleeping until like eight thirty nine or whatever. But now I'm like, I don't know, man, fuck, maybe I should have a bit of better discipline. Even though no one's telling me to, maybe I should just get up. So I'm trying to get up at seven and then by getting up at seven, it forces me to go to bed earlier rather than staying awake late. I mean, it's 11 o'clock now, but I'll finish this and I'll go, I'll be in bed by 11.30. So yeah, I've just been setting the alarm at seven and just getting up and it's been feeling really good. Go for that walk in the morning, walk along the tra under the train lines in Coburg with the water gardens and stuff. You know, walk up Sydney Road, just enjoy the morning, the morning, the morning, enjoy the morning, that's the name of the pod this week, there we go, enjoy 
Good morning. That's a good one. I like that. It's beautiful, isn't it, to get up early? I mean, seven's not in. If anyone actually has like a legit job here, you're listening to me say get up early at seven and like scoffing into your fucking whatever you're eating right now. How do people listen to this podcast? If you're listening right now, if you're listening right now, fuck. <laughs> what a dumb idiot. Uh, just like that guy last week who said wrecked and spelt wrecked wrong in his email. <laughs> who just emailed me back today, by the way. I got your email, dude. That was funny. Um, if you're listening, tell me how you're listening. Where are you listening to this? I've never asked that question, have I? Where do people listen to this podcast? Are you at work? Are you driving? I listen to pods when I ride my bike a lot of the time um, because you can't really do anything with your hands and, you know, it's just nice to have something in the ears. The same with driving. I like listening to the pod when I'm driving. But in the past, I used to, um, when I had a warehousing job, I used to listen to podcasts when I when I was doing that. I would love to know, where are you listening to the pod? Write in. And if you don't write in, if no one writes in, then um, what's like a funny podcast related way that I could kill myself? Oh, <laughs> I'll do it live on next week's pod. No, 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 because they're not live. You can't do it live, can you? Um, how will I do it? I'll go on one of my morning walks and I'll climb up the pylon on the train line and I'll fucking jump in front of one of those trains. I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. It's a joke. It's a funny joke. No. Uh, The morning. The morning is wonderful. I don't even like to listen to a podcast in the morning. It's nice to go for a walk and just not have any music or anything playing in your ears, you know? It's nice to just try and listen to the birds. That's the bit, man. I'll tell you the bit that I was doing tonight. I don't even know if it's a bit or if it's just a funny story. I was in Hungry Jack's the other day and there were birds, like tiny little finches or wrens or something. Um, Not pigeons, like really small, those little small tiny birds. And they were in the Hungry Jack's. (sighs) I guess they like live in the train station or something. And they were just going around and, and like eating people's leftovers and chips and stuff. And I was filming them because there were like five of them in one little area and it just was nice. And I was just filming these birds. I was going to send it to my girlfriend. And then I realized where I was pointing my camera behind the birds were a couple girls that like eating their Hungry Jacks. And so I like pointed my camera away from them quickly to like make it not look like I was filming them. But I think they saw me. So they kept looking over at me and I was just, I was thinking like, there's no way that I can explain what I was doing because the fact of what I was doing isn't reassuring. Like it's not like if you are some girl and you've caught some guy filming you and you think like, cause what do they think? I guess they think, you know, I mean, I don't know why they probably, would they have some idea of like, you know, is like, is that, like, oh, that guy's just, like, filming women in public so he can go home and jerk off to them? Is it a sex thing? Is that what people are scared of? 
Or do they think I'm like following them? I don't know. I mean, fucking the world's full of psychos. You never know what people are doing, I guess. But there's no way for me to go up and explain to them what I was actually doing because what I was actually doing was also kind of crazy. But then am I being kind of disingenuous there? Because is it crazy to film birds? Maybe it's nice to film birds. Maybe they would understand if I went up to them. I was like, hey, I'm filming these little birds because I think they're cute and, you know, it's for my girlfriend. Don't worry, I'm not a creep. I'm not going to masturbate to this footage later. (laughs) There There was just something about... The fact that they were looking over at me and me thinking like, what nefarious thing did they think I was doing versus the thing that I was actually doing that I would never be able to explain to them without looking even creepier. I guess it's just like as a man in the world, sometimes no matter what you do, you're just going to look like a creep and you just got to make your peace with that, you know? Because if you're too worried about being a creep all the time, you're never going to get some nice footage of birds flying around a Hungry Jacks. <laughs> and that's something that I'm not willing to rob myself of in life. I don't think I should have to live without that, you know. Birds are nice. I could have watched them. I mean, I did. I watched them flying around for ages. The other funny thing about that story is that I was in Hungry Jacks, but I didn't buy anything. And I was doing that as a kind of test of my own nerve because I was hungry, but I didn't want to spend money. So I went in there. I just wanted to sit down somewhere. I didn't want to buy a beer or a coffee or whatever. And so I was like, well, Hungry Jack's is a place that you can go sit because fuck Hungry Jack's. Who cares? Even the people who work there don't give a fuck. So go in there, sit down. And then I guess the, the also part of Hungry Jack's though is they kind of, they are kind of banking on Hungry Jack's being too enticing that when you go in there and sit, you can't help but buy something because it's like it's so good and the whatever. So I kind of went in there in this, like it was almost like a revolutionary act, you know. I want to go into Hungry Jack's and sit there and use their amenities for free and and like walk into the belly of the beast and let them advertise to me with the smells and the sounds and the visuals and the music and everything but I'm I'm going to be I'm going to test my own resolve and I'm not going to buy anything. Somehow that felt like political, you know? <laughs> or not political like like a rebellion against capitalism. <laughs> like, did you go to the march on the weekend? Nah, man, but I sat in Hungry Jacks for like 50 minutes the other day and I didn't buy shit. <laughs> I was just taking up a table. <laughs> So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but um fuck, what was I gonna say? I can't remember. Anyway, that's why I was in there. Oh, there was a dog at my house. There was a dog at my house. There was a dog at my house. What was I talking about at the start of the pod? I'm a fucking incredible singer. One of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest. <laughs> Man, I had a real fun time emceeing at Voltaire last night. I was talking so much shit. <laughs> oh, God. Comedy is so fun. Why did I fucking have that shit set tonight? 
I should have, what I was thinking afterwards, I should have just gone on stage with the things that, like, or like, I, I, I wish I had the presence of mind when I lashed out at the audience and then felt that and felt myself say it. And, and like, I didn't like it when I said, you know, and I called all the other comedians losers. I should have stopped myself and been like, why am I saying that? Why am I upset? Well, I'm upset because I'm stressed about comedy festival and about my sales and I feel powerless and whatever. And then if I had just been able to say that and be really honest and fucking kill the stupid bravado that I went on that fucking stage with tonight, the fear that the people in the room wouldn't respect me or that like needing to know, needing them to know that I'd done comedy for longer than other, but you know, like what kind of fucking weak ego bullshit is that? If I had just been able to go, look, I have a, a show in the comedy festival and I'm really scared that it's not going to be successful and just be honest about that, that would have been amazing. That would have been so much better than the fucking garbage that I ended up saying. I want to do a gig tomorrow night and I want to try and say something like that. Maybe. Do I? I don't know. I want to say something. No, you know what? I don't want to say that. I want to write some fucking jokes. That's what I want to do. I want to write some jokes tomorrow. Am I? Do I have time? I don't know. Fuck. This is the, yeah, this is kind of where I'm at. I feel like I'm on a fucking treadmill. Uh, there was a dog at my house last night. There was a dog here. I hope he doesn't mind. No, you know what? I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his name. He deserves just as much respect as any human person. He's just a dog person. You know what? I think I'm coming around on dogs. I've been thinking about that as like a marker of my progress. <laughs> you know, like as a, as like an emotional man, you know, like coming into my empathy and um, just like, I guess, evolving and or just, you know, becoming like a better version of myself. A signpost of that is... Allowing myself to like dogs now. Um, and a part of it is just that my girlfriend loves them so much. And uh, when I sent her some footage of this dog last night, she fought. Mate, she lost it. It made me so happy to like just feel her enthusiasm for this dog and how excited she was and the questions she was asking me. And so I was like filming the dog more. I was like filming the dog and like interacting with him and getting him to do stuff. But then like, <sighs> sorry. Then like, as I was filming him, I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying this though. Like he's so, he was just so wonderful and sweet and happy. And like, he didn't get bored of me. Like I kept going, hey man, you know, come over here and like do this thing. And like, I guess... A part of me was like, am I annoying him? That's wild, isn't it? Like I kept wanting, I kept being like, yeah, do a trick, you know, like do a, do this little spinny thing and I give him a bit of food, do this thing or whatever. But a part of me was like, oh, I don't want to annoy him. <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Annoy a dog. <laughs> Like, they're always up for it. Like, if you've got a bit of food, they're down to hang. That's the beautiful thing about them, I guess. But my self-esteem is so fucking weird and cooked that, like, 
I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to bug this dog too much. You know, I better leave him alone. He probably don't want to hang out with me. He's got a cool scarf on, you know. <laughs> and maybe that's the great thing about dogs. That's what everyone says. They're so wonderful because they they don't get bored or annoyed or whatever. They're just stoked all the time. Oh, this little guy was so stoked. It's so nice. I've never heard myself talk about a dog in that way. Like I just I was like, it made me so happy. <sighs> yeah, man. It was really wonderful. I stayed at the table while my housemates and their mates and everyone finished um, playing Settlers of Catan. Oh, I made bread this weekend. I made bread. I made some focaccia. Focaccia? 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 Focaccia. Focaccia. It's so easy to make. I made a sandwich. I made some guacamole and put it in a tuna sandwich with some beetroot slaw. Guacamole with like lime. Uh, what else was in it? Coriander. Feta. Fucking bit of salt and pepper. I might put some paprika in there maybe. Yeah. Like I made the bread and it was amazing. I ate a bunch of it and then I made a sandwich out of it and then I made more dough and made more bread today and it came out even better. I've had a fantastic week is what I'm trying to say. And yet for some reason I went on stage tonight like a big fat baby and had a big fucking whingy cry, wah, wah. And that's upset me. But you know what? It's okay. Because there's more gigs. There's always more time. I think I'm done. I was going to try and do 40 minutes. But I don't think I'm going to quite get there. Um, do I have anything else I want to say? Thank you guys for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, hit us up. Um, first of all, listen to, write in. And tell me where you're listening to the podcast from. I'd love to hear about it. Um, also, if you're enjoying it and you haven't done so yet, I'm not fucking around. I don't know why I got serious all of a sudden just now, but hey, this is, I'm in sales mode. Go on to, if you listen on Spotify, rate the podcast on Spotify. I know more people than have rated it are listening. I can see the figures. Are we getting like 70 a week now? But only 54 of you are real ones, all right? And if you reckon you are one of the real ones, I want you to go on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're listening there and rate the podcast five stars. Leave a little review. Say like, say like I can hear from the way that he talks on the podcast that his dick is at least above average in size. Say that, you know? Make people confuse when they read those reviews. I don't care. Just get the more reviews um follow the podcast on 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 instagram sitting under podcast where i post the images every week and sometimes i post like silly little things and um i think that's all yeah thank you guys very much for listening you know what i'm gonna put a song at the end i'm gonna put that song i'll be seeing you by billy holiday because it's wonderful i hope you have a great week there's been aiden jones sitting under a tree peace <laughs>
places that this heart of mine embraces all day through in that small cafe the The way the children's carousel, the chestnut trees, the wishing well, I'll be seeing you in every lovely. Summer's day in everything that's light and gay. I'll always think of you that way. I'll find you in the morning sun and when. I'll be looking at the moon, but I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you in every Summer's day in everything that's light and gay. I'll always think of you that way. I'll find you in the morning sun. I'll be looking at the moon, but I'll be seeing.